Okay. Zion Ong, uh, co-founder and director of digital marketing agency Alika. Welcome. Thank you, Mark. Uh, look, uh, Zion, I actually spoke about digital disruption, what I was calling digital disruption 2.0. I'm probably wrong on that, but I feel like I spoke at a recent event with the uh, Peel Development Commission um, down down in Mandurah. Um, There's definitely, we've kind of had the first wave. We've seen some major businesses evolve out of digital disruption. I feel like there's a sort of second wave immersing us and maybe a third one coming with a whole lot of new tech that isn't yet available so it's kind of like it feels to me that there's an inter there's lots of things even companies like ours are using disruptive technologies that others can use have i is that a, a summary of where things are at or you're the expert where where do you see it yeah there's so much going on there's so much that has happened in the last 10 15 years and there's so much that is going to happen yeah. Um, and I spoke at an event yesterday with Charlie Gunningham, ironically, um, ex-CEO of Business News, and we were talking about, you know, I think anywhere, anything from artificial intelligence to Amazon is actually here now, and that's going to disrupt a lot of the retail stores to things like voice. So I think, so to pick one thing that I think is really going to disrupt things, I think voice is going to disrupt things. So we've got the Siri now, and Siri's only getting better. Uh-huh. Then you have Google Home, which people are starting to purchase, then you have Alexa and things like that. Yes. So we're going to, more and more you're going to see people talking to their devices. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to change the game uh, in a lot of areas. And when you talk about marketing, how's it going to change the game there? Well, think about SEO. So SEO is where you rank in Google. Like if you're a plumber, you type in Plumber Perth. And then if you're a plumbing company, you want to rank number one, number two or number three. Um, but going forward, as people are doing their cooking or people are in the car, they're going to talk to their phone. So instead of typing in Plumber Perth, they're going to say, where is the best plumber near me, mm-hmm. right? So you've got, we've got to start, businesses have got to start optimizing for conversational keywords. Right. So that's only one thing, you know, amongst about 100 things that I see is gonna happen in the next couple of years. All right, so again, that is a major technological change. Yeah. But it's almost like an incremental shift in the sense of any business can adjust to use that. You've just got to adjust quick enough yes. to suit your market before your competitors do. Is that is that Exactly. The, yeah, right. And the thing is now's the time to do it because you can get really good ranking really quickly because no one else is really doing it. Um, so if you, you start working on it now and create FAQ pages and create pages that have conversational keywords in them, then you're going to do well. You're going to rank uh, because no one's doing it. Right, but in a year mm-hmm. there'll be more people doing it, and it's going to get harder in two years, even harder three years. Game over. Do you know what I mean? So speed yep. is really important. All right, and again, getting back to that. So in that, the nuance there is, it's conversational. So it's find me, yes. close to me, but which is no one would type that in. That's right. People don't because you know we talk differently to what we type. So when we type, we're a bit more. Our brains are working in a different way. We're more short form. We're more to the point. Um, we don't use words like and, or, you know, things like that, if, as much as we do when we talk. Yep. And you can just imagine someone driving, right, and they're like, Siri, you know, um, find uh, where is the most kid-friendly gym near me, gotcha. you know, kind of thing. So, yeah, we've got to start optimising for those conversational, long-tail keywords. Yeah. yeah. All right. And um, so what are the other things that are kind of either a little bit more mature than that, that people are really taking on board right now? So right now, 
so yesterday I was talking about content marketing, you know, social media content marketing, and it's nothing new. Like Facebook came in 2005, LinkedIn 2004, and so we've had it for a while, but Perth especially, we still haven't really embraced that as much as we need to. And for whatever reason, we're quite, we're very politically correct. We're very, um, we're quite resistant to change. Maybe it's because of the mining boom and we've gotten comfortable. So in terms of content marketing, that's an area that's been around for a while, but we haven't come anywhere near to the to what we need to get at in terms of reaching our potential there. Right. So I was and teaching, you're, you're comparing to other markets. I'm comparing to the US. I always follow what's going on in the US and the UK. The US is miles ahead, right? And, and the businesses and how they do things there, you know, a lot of what we do is we implement, we look at what they're doing, we implement their strategies. Yep. So they're about a year to year and a half ahead, right? Um, and so if you what want, are we talking about with content marketing? Give us- Content give us. marketing, the first thing that I always say to people is, you know, like you gotta get over, I always look at why people don't wanna post. Mm-hmm. Um, and the number one thing is fear. We're always afraid of what people are gonna think. We've got tall poppy syndrome in Perth, so it's like they're gonna think you know, that I'm arrogant, uh, they're gonna think that I'm a narcissist, um, or people are not gonna like what I have to say or show, right? But what I say to people is that you, you gotta make a mental shift away from that thinking because otherwise you're not gonna post anything and you're not gonna do well. Yeah. And I say to people, the more haters you have, the better. Right. Generally speaking, right. I'm not talking about you do something bad or criminal and then you get negative PR. I'm talking yeah. you're doing well, you're going to get people who don't like you. Human nature is envious. Even I get envious when I look at Instagram pictures and I see someone eating their dinner and I'm like, oh, how come they get to go out to that fancy place and I'm stuck here? Yeah. Like it's human nature. So, so I embraced that years ago in that if I get negative comments about and I'm posting something showing off, you know, humbly bragging my business achievements and people are not liking that well i take that as a sign of good a good sign yeah right and i think people have got to shift their mentality around that yeah and uh i'm intrigued by content marketing because i mean in a way it's a it's a competitor to what something like business news is i I think anyway Mm. um because people are going direct to market rather than coming through us and we offer a kind of content marketing version for people in business advice and things like that. And it's that. great, yeah. Yeah, and, and it, that, you know, that reaches a specific market. And I know some people compare the analytics and I always think, well, you know, we know what our audience is. Do you know what your audience is in content marketing? Now, I'm not going to go there right now. What I'm more interested in is where is a saturation point? Where, where does when so many posts go up, I presume what you're saying is now is an opportunity to be a rare voice. Or yeah. So, so again, you know, even though I talk about Perth being a bit behind, that's an opportunity for the players that want to get ahead to do really well. And again, how do you do well apart from posting a lot? You've got to post really, really good content. So you've always got to add value. So Gary Vaynerchuk, he's a content marketer in the US, is very big. He always talks about, I think it's jab, jab, jab. Um, right hook. Mm. So before you ask for something, always give, 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 give. So when I do my social media po- posts, it, it's I'm always trying to give value, which is why I've got a podcast and I interview people that have really good skills because I want to I want to give something to the audience, right? I want to yep. give them knowledge, uh, and and a lot of my posts are educational and they're entertaining. So I'm I'm giving, right? I'm not just posting nonsense, but I'm, you know, unfortunately, there is a lot of nonsense out there. Yeah. So apart from the volume, you've just got to look at the quality. So again, it's, it's, it's give, 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 and then ask. 
And and, um, and people who are fearful of doing those posts yeah. for reaction, do they? Is it? Is there another fear that they they're just not a good writer or whatever the the, yeah. the, the process of getting it, it up is. is? It's a million things. It's it's um, I'm not good enough. Uh, people are not going to like you know what I have to say. People are going to judge me. I'm being arrogant, tall poppy syndrome. Like, it's a million things. But what you said there is I'm not good enough. It is true. But what people really want, I honestly believe that what people want, even more than the knowledge, is actually authenticity. Right? So if you're authentic, even if you're not saying it in the most glamorous way, right? If you're authentic and you're trying to be, and and you're trying to be yourself, people love that. And that's why I say to people, don't worry about getting the fancy camera and all that. That's not practical anyway. Whip out your iPhone and just record yourself just talking authentically and, 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 and try to give value. Yes. And people will love will love that. Okay. And that's a great way to kind of get away from this fear mentality. And then if you get good at it, you can you can up your production value. Yeah, and then you keep growing. Like you should listen like if you listen to the first couple of podcasts that I did, I mean we've only done seventeen now, they were pretty shocking. <laughs> and I knew they would be. I had a terrible mic like this is a really fantastic mic. I had a little dodgy little USB mic, and me and, and another person, were cr- me and Beth, were crouching <laughs> around the microphone, and we sounded pretty awful. Yeah. Um, and now I've got the proper mic set up, and it's a, it's a lot more professional. So yeah, you got to start small, and you got to keep growing. But one thing I've never held back on is authenticity. And um, I used to be a terrible public speaker, uh, and then I was trained by someone, and they said, and they said, look, your number one problem is that you're being too corporate. You're pretending. You're not yourself. Gotcha. And that changed everything, right? Same as social media, same as content marketing. Yeah, right. Yeah. And okay, so we call it, you've, you've got podcasts, you've got posts on whatever social media, mm. um, you've got, I presume, putting it on your own website if you're in business yeah. and sharing it from there. That's right. So th- those are sort of content marketing That's strategies right. that you're talking about. It's all integrated. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And... What about what are, what other trends are out there? What other things are people you know? What's the the bleeding edge or leading edge at the moment? So attribution modeling right. is, is really big, and no one no one that I know of is really doing it. I don't even um, know what that means in Perth. Yeah, all it means is okay. So the way that digital marketing is measured now is that you look at a dashboard to see where your leads are coming from, right? And say, oh, some leads are coming from SEO. Okay, maybe in a month, 10 leads are coming from SEO, five are coming from, from social media, another five are coming from Google AdWords, et cetera, et cetera. So you've got all these different um, kind of channels feeding you leads. Yeah. Right? So what we'll do is we'll look at the one metric and go, oh, Google AdWords gave us five leads this month. Cool. Oh, SEO got us 10 leads. Cool. You know what? SEO is doing the best. Let's do more of SEO. Let's pump more money into SEO because it gave us 10 leads. But the problem with that is we're not thinking about what happened before the lead came through, Mm -hmm. right? So you've got SEO. Yes, someone typed in the keyword, they went to your site, the lead uh, came through. But what happened before SEO? Someone might have seen you on social. Yeah. Someone might have seen your business through a Google AdWord. Someone might have seen your business through even um, offline marketing, through physical networking. Yep. But typically, we don't measure what happens before. We don't measure the journey. So now we can do that. So it's been around for a while, but it hasn't been, Google have recently released some really cool features around it. And so now we can measure the journey from start to finish, and that's really important. So you've got to attribute the credit to the, to the channels before the last 
the last channel, if that and makes and sense. That, that makes plenty of sense. Um, and, may, and maybe, I mean, we already do some of that. I just didn't know the terminology behind yeah. it. But how do, you, how do you attribute something where there's a, someone you've met at a networking function? Yeah, so that's really hard, right, obviously, because it's not digital. Um, at a networking function, that, that is a very manual process, right? So you've, you've got to add some okay. manual process to that. You can actually, like with TV and, and radio and things like that, you can add like coupon codes. You can add like a code that if somebody wants to claim an offer, yep. then they have to type in the code. Gotcha. And you can sync that with your Google Analytics. Of course. Et cetera, yep. et cetera. Yep. 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 Okay. So you're saying that's being used a fair bit or just catching on? It's just catching on. So we look at some competitor campaigns um, with our competitors. I haven't seen any competitor do it yet. There probably is some that are doing it in WA, but I haven't seen any myself. And I, have, I don't know, apart from you guys, like I don't know any clients outside of our database that, that do it. Mm, okay. Yeah. And um, broadly speaking, so the next wave of disruption is stuff like AI and that sort of thing. Is that something that business needs to prepare for right now, or is it is that still too far away? Um, yeah, it's fun. That's a good question. Like, if if you if you don't think in advance enough, then you're too slow, and if you think too in advance, then you're not practical. So, I think yes, it's good to think about AI now. I don't think we should, you should pa- we should panic about it. I think. Practically speaking, how does it relate to my industry? I think chatbots is a big thing. Yeah, okay. So I think it's the time, right time for e-commerce sites to start experimenting with the chatbot software out there um, and just and trial them, right? Yeah, right? Because if you can get a chatbot that, and you can program the chatbot so that it can actually talk to people for you at an elementary level at least, that's going to save you a lot of uh, man hours. Yes. And, and that's a good thing. Chatbots are generally good for e-commerce. So I think that's a practical way you can apply. And you can AI. trial these things. You don't have to implement. You can trial them. Yeah, yeah right. And how, it, so that's just doing a plug-in or something. That yeah, there's so that's the thing with AI. Like people think, how, how do I, how does that, how do I even use that? Like mm-hmm. I don't have a robot in my backyard. Yeah. But there's so much software out there, cloud software as well that you can pay on a very cheap subscription model. And a lot of these cloud softwares are already using AI or elements of AI. Yep. And it's just a matter of okay, I'll pay ten bucks a month for that, trial that for two months, and see how it goes. So I think with AI, I think yes, prepare for it, uh, but know that there's already a lot of software out there. Yeah, okay. Do the research, use it, trial it. And if you're in the right business, it's worth having a go. Now, tell me about, in terms of the digital marketing that you do, for Mm. instance, who are the the bigger customers? Who are the types of industries or the types of, uh, yeah, I guess industries or the types of particular customers that, that tend to use more of it rather than less? Builders use uh, digital marketing a lot because, you know, their target market, you know, are on social media all the time and it's a very visual industry. Yep. So, you know, people want to see the homes, they want to see the interiors and, they, and they'll do it on their phones and their tablets. Um, retail is big. You know, if you're selling an actual product, people want to see the product. Uh, people want to purchase online nowadays yep. and that's why Amazon coming is a big deal. Um, but I even say to people that B2B, it, you know, people, people are online for B2B purposes. So I, d- I don't really know 
in, in any industry where the internet doesn't apply. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you're like a manufacturer, a wholesale manufacturer, and you, and you only deal with like four clients, you know, okay, you have there's a bit of grace there. But I think almost every industry really needs to be on top of it. Yeah. So the reference point probably is the bigger your market, the more you know, the more consumer based, the more obvious the usage. Yeah. Yep. But it doesn't discount it if you're B2B. No. But you've got to, I guess with B2B, you would be thinking, who can I reach that I can't yep. otherwise reach? Yep. You know, if I, Spot you know, on. how big is my market that I don't know? Yep. Spot on. Yeah. So the B2C market, obviously, like, generally the volume is greater. When you've got a greater volume, you know, online, is, it's, it's a no-brainer. But with the B2B, usually the market's not as big, right? Um, but that doesn't mean that it's not important. All that means is that you've got to be more targeted in what you're doing. Yeah. Um, like, for example, I'm in the B2B space. And we don't have, like, millions of customers or hundreds of thousands of customers, but it works terrifically for me, you know? Uh, and I'm really heavy into LinkedIn. So if you're in B2B, LinkedIn really is awesome. Professional services, accounting, uh, legal, finance. And I was saying to the guys yesterday at my event that I got, a you know, like a 50 grand lead off a selfie with someone that's pretty influential yeah. because I associated myself with someone influential. Um, and, you know, so, so the effectiveness is, can almost be the same as B2C, right? You, you just got to apply different strategies. Yeah, interesting. And the dollar value is like, again, like, you know, company X that does B2C, they might get a 50 grand lead from a post. Com- my company, B2B, smaller market, I get a 50 grand lead from that post. So the dollar values might even be the same. Yes. Just, just a, it's just a, a lot less individual transactions. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Now, you mentioned influence there. Um, where do you see that in the scheme of things, this idea of the influencer? Is that a is that a, oh. a, a, a still a, a kind of hot trend or is it, is oh, it waning so, a bit? Yeah, I'm so glad that you asked me that because yesterday, well, that was the other thing I talked about yesterday, which was influencer marketing. Yeah. This is not new, and we've been doing this for, for decades, if not centuries, where sure. you have a celebrity and they're promoting a product, yes, right, and they get paid to do it or whatever. Now, it's the, and this has been around for years now, um, you have the same, except it's all online. You've got Kim Kardashian, you've got LeBron James, you know, they're, they're all influencers. But the, the great thing now is that now you have micro-influencers, right? Uh, a shout-out to um, the influencer agency. Nicole Moody runs that in WA. And she, she's an agent for in- micro-influencers. And you might have 10,000, 15,000 Instagram followers, which in the scheme of things is not huge, but they've got influence. Yeah. I and think, presumably there's a local feeling to, that's local, is it? Yeah, well, it depends on what the business wants. They, yep. they, they, some of them have global audiences. Some of them have local audiences. Some of them have only audiences in the US. Yes, okay. Um, so, but locally, I think that it's a, it's such an underpriced form of marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, I got onto a podcast. Um, it's called Entrepreneur on Fire, and it's the biggest business podcast in the world. And I reached out to them and said, can I go on your podcast? And then went through this whole process, and, and they accepted me, and I did it. And I actually got a lead from Sydney because of that podcast, they get 1.5 million users, uh, listeners every episode. Mm-hmm. So that's an example of how B2B can use influencer marketing. Now, if you're a gym in Subiaco, then go to Instagram, look up all the health-related um, businesses in Subiaco and direct message them yeah. and say, hey, do you, would you like to work together and collaborate? That's a great way to market and it's cheap or even free. So influencer marketing, I think, is huge. 
right? And even uh, people got people going to business news. That's why I love business news. I come to I try to come to the events because you, you guys have such a great platform. You guys are probably the biggest influencer in WA for local businesses, right? So you guys are an influencer. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Yep. Okay. And. Um, it's interesting, you know, you say it's cheaper, even free, but of course you've got to invest time and energy, right? Yeah, that's right. And, and that's why people pay agencies to connect them with an influencer yep. um, because, yeah, it takes time. So, so it's not free, um, but I think... I think it's... Like, I think in, in a lot of ways it's underpriced. Yeah. You get more. You get a big ROI, and that's why I believe in what you guys are doing because I believe that people going through you guys, they're going to get a way bigger ROI than if they simply paid media money to you know some massive organisation. You know? Gotcha. All right. And again, that's down to what's the engagement and connectivity between the influencer and the audience. Right? Yeah, that's right. So you got to obviously get the right um, the right influencer. Yeah. They have to have that audience for you otherwise you could be wasting a lot of money gotcha yep. gotcha okay no well look it's uh it's it's always fascinated me that one and and i see it like when you mention the kim kardashians and all that i kind of i guess you see that part and you think oh yeah no offense but no yuck. completely yeah uh, and i agree on a moral basis yeah <laughs> and yet you're right um you know all all much of what we do is about influence i suppose uh and, yeah and, and it's a fancy name yeah yeah, no, no, it's good. And look, so broadly speaking, um, are there any businesses out there that are not doing digital marketing? I mean, really? There's, there's still a lot. Or they've opened up, most most businesses have opened up with the accounts yeah. and they're not posting or they may be posting once every two months or yeah, even just okay. once a month. Which is obviously pointless. And it's, po- and it's, all, yeah, it's almost pointless. It's just not enough. Yeah. They're not investing the time. And the thing with business people, and, I, you know, I'm a business person, so I know, and so you, Mark, like sometimes we make the excuse that we don't have the time. We don't have the time, and we're not working on the business. But marketing is one of those things where you've got to make the time. You yeah. have to. You've got to devote 20% of your time to that, you know. So, yeah, most businesses don't do it. And, and then where are we at in terms of, like, compared to America, you know, presuming a saturation point is where everybody's yep. doing it perfectly yep. or, you know, a large yep. majority, you know, a bit like advertising, right? At some point in a market, everybody's advertising, yep. you know, in one form That's or another. Right. So then everyone's looking for the alternative. Yeah. Uh, at what point, you know, where are we on the scale? Where's America well, on the scale? In my opinion, and again, I could be wrong. I'm not saying what I say is gospel. I always think we're about a year behind yeah. the US because I, I YouTube almost every single night to see what's going on. And I think we're always about a year behind. Like attribution modeling, they were on top of that probably, you know, six to 12 months ago. We're only starting to catch on to it now. Um, influencer marketing, micro-influencer marketing, about, you know, two years ago, they, they were all over, local businesses were all over that. Yeah. Um, we're, we're starting to catch on to that now, you know. So we're always about a year behind. But in, where, are in they at? where are they at in it, do you think? Is there a long way to go? or In the US, mm-hmm. like wh- wh- where yeah. are they currently, what the next thing for them no, is? No, what, what it say in, in influencer marketing, for instance, where, you know, how, how close to sort of a saturation point? Uh, how close, see, yeah. you know, I, in, in digital okay. marketing, how close are I business, still, businesses there? I still think even in the US it's underpriced. Yeah, right. And, and, the big, and I think some of the smaller boutique, fast-paced businesses, they're more ahead. I think when you look at the Fortune 500 companies in the US, 
they're actually still behind, yeah, which is ironic, right. isn't it? Yeah. They're making millions, if not billions, and they're still spending a lot of money on TV advertising, yep. whereas they should be putting a lot of that into digital and influencer marketing and things of that nature, and they don't. Yep. Yep. And they don't. And yeah. for whatever reason, politics, whatever, I think politics has a lot to play with it. Uh, fear. Yeah. You know? And I guess at some point then there becomes a, a, a shift. And, and maybe we've already seen some of that shift. I mean, television advertising's been hit. Print yeah. advertising's been challenged. I mean, you know, I often see that there's... You get you get pendulums that swing too far one way and then yeah. they come back, yeah. but but it is interesting to think that maybe it's when one of the big guys dives in big time, then the yeah. other big guys follow. Right? There'll be a saturation point, and again, that's why you've always got to be looking ahead. Like that's yeah. why I say to the guys, look at voice now, look at attribution yeah. modelling in Perth, because you're going to get ahead. Then they'll reach a saturation point, and then you've got to look for the the yeah, next right. thing. Gotcha. Uh, um, and it's similar, you know, similar to the US. There are, I, I will say, however, there are some big companies in the US doing it well, like Nike is doing it really well in terms of content marketing. And they, like for example, they've got some kind of uh, women's movement right now, women fitness movement, and they've created a whole community behind that, and they are making billions off that. Uh, Red Bull are doing it really well, releasing really good content. So there are some big companies, but they're the more kind of progressive, fast-paced yeah. companies. Okay. Yeah. And look, I was going to ask you for a good case study to finish up on. So you've got, you know, you've mentioned a few there that are US. Anything local that you think has been a real standout? Yeah, in terms of, um, you know, there's an electrician company <laughs> that I don't know, I don't know the guy, but I hear about him from numerous sources. And locally, he's he's doing really well. Right. You know, he's got his own podcast. He's got his own video channel, and, yeah, right. and, and he's crushing it. He's getting leads from it, and it's the electrician industry. It's not the most exciting industry. No. You know? Uh, there's a financial planner that I see on LinkedIn. I have never even met her, but she's crushing it. She, she does, she's got a video channel where she talks about debt reduction strategies, things yeah. of that nature, and um, she's doing really well, and people know her from, from her LinkedIn. Um, and, you know, there's, there's a company that's doing really well that we helped for a time, and, you know, they, they make... Like, it's interesting. Like, they sell tea, right? Like a detox kind of tea. Okay, yeah. And um, 80% of their market is in the US, right? And, um, you know, most of them are African-American females. And they make millions that just started this business. And they, every like, most of their income is from Instagram. And influencer marketing, right? They do Google AdWords as well. But a lot of it is from Instagram, where you've got um, ladies around the world showing off their, you know, their abs. (laughs) And they're just making millions. So, so like, yeah, a lot of good stories. A lot so of what, good a fa- local what a stories. fascinating medium, right? Where, yeah. where you can sell some, you can you can use your ability to be the expert to sell something, and then they actually provide a testimonial with a photograph back, which just takes it to the next level. Yeah, advocate marketing. Yeah, the people are, like, and it's it's the same like off. Offline marketing, we always network with people and we try to get people to be advocates for us. And now you can scale that online. That's yeah. the beauty of online. You can scale that. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah spot on, Mark. Gotcha. Zion, fantastic. Yeah, I enjoyed thank you. that conversation. Yeah. Thanks Cheers. for having me. Cheers.